All right. Right in the middle of our best of block. A little business to take care of before we get into it. With True Car, who better than True Car? MSRP. You might know what it stands for, but what does it really mean? Really, do you care? All you really care is what you pay. Right? Well, yeah, but a lot of people get gouged because they Ugh. get a price and then they add a bunch of invoices and, and taxes and Great. tariffs and destination charges. Oh, I, I that. like that one, the destination <laughs> charge. <laughs> or don't you want some under, <laughs> undercarriage protector? Yes. Like, what the hell? Yeah. No, I want no, the price. I want the price. That's what you get with True Car. They're introducing their true price from True Car. You know exactly what you'll pay, including fees, accessories, Z coding. Before you get to the dealership, you lock the whole thing in. True price is a great price because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. You lock in your price. They're transparent. All the all the dealers have to compete, and when they compete, the price goes down. They want your business. So when you're ready to buy new or you're ready to buy used, you go with True Car and enjoy more confident buying experience. All right, let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Trust me, get on, man. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for all you do. We love that about you, right, Trisky? We do. Did, did I ask you about La La Land? No. Did you like that? I don't think you asked me. Yeah. I think I might have said something about it, but I, I don't know that I got a clear answer. Did you, did you like it? Um, I w- Is it the best movie of the year? Is it the best thing you've ever seen? Is it just unbelievable? Well, I mean, let's try to break this down for right. a second. Good. It's unfair in a weird – in a way to sort of take art – or artistic expression and go, mm-hmm. is it the best? Right. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask the question differently. I mean, we can do it about a football game. You know, we can do it about a sporting event or something like that. But it's tough. I mean, you're dealing with a guy. You know, I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> God. But, I mean, I have a couple documentaries that score higher than all the ones that are nominated every year. And I have my name the, this stuff doesn't even, it's not even a heartbeat of a thought of it ever. First. So it's this weird point where you're going, I'm convinced that if you got 100 people to sit down and watch my documentary and 100 people to sit down and watch whoever wins the, the Oscar every year in the documentary department, that you might split the room or I might even win by a small margin. The fact that Nothing will ever even be nominated or even come up or even be discussed or even in the mix is a weird thing because it's not – life doesn't work that way. It's not, no. it's not like I could go, well, look, if me and Michael Phelps raced in a pool, 10 races, no. I might beat him five, <laughs> maybe six. You know, no, it's like, no, no, it's not even – you can't yeah. get in the pool with him. Right. It's unfair. Yeah. No, you can't even do it. This is a weird world. More subjective. Well, I was just sitting, uh, Max Zapata and I were uh, on the road last week, and I was list- I was forcing him to do what I always do, which is I forced him to listen to Jayhawks, uh, the Jayhawks and Badfinger and stuff like that. And it's like, do you think John Cougar Mellencamp is better than this group and or in excess or any of the bands Brian loves? Do you, do you think any of those guys are better than these guys you've never heard of before? And it's like, no, it's not subjective. 
or maybe it is, but it's the truth. These guys are much better than what the other guys are doing. The other guys have sold multiple platinum records, and everyone knows them, and they're on a thousand spins. So what do you do? I mean, what 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 do you? Uh, there's not much we can do. I just get angry. But my point is, is you know, you watch these movies, and I've watched a few of them, and you take a movie like Moonlight. I was bored off my ass. Like like with like thirty minutes left, I found myself just clicking it at like one speed faster just because by the time he got to the diner at the end i was just uh, okay come on i can't see every meal you know every glass poured every long pot. like i don't want to be mr uptight and i don't appreciate nuance or art or, or whatever it is and there's plenty of movies that weren't didn't start with transformers that yeah. i enjoyed but if you're looking at me and you go like a movie like moonlight versus Django Unchained or something, or, or uh, Hateful Eight or something, or any Tarantino movie. I like this a thousand times. It's like a thousand more movies than that. I mean, yeah. when you when you took it, take a look at like Inglorious Bastards, the whole scene where Christoph Waltz sits in that guy's dairy outside of France and his farmhouse while the Jews hide in the floorboards. Just the scene where Christoph Waltz goes in there for nineteen minutes and asks for some more of his delicious milk and asks if he can smoke his pipe. That entire scene was better than Moonlight. Yeah. So what are you asking us to do? Um, I didn't. I didn't. La La Land. I watched the first like twenty minutes of it just so I could kind of get an idea of what was going on, and then I watched some of the other movies because I, I was interviewing people that were associated with them and, and things of that nature. Yeah. But no, I watched the whole thing, and look, it was okay. But well, that's but. The, again, there's 500 documentaries that come out every year that you would love. They pick five, and yeah. there's no way that they're going to tell you the one they picked is better than the one you enjoyed twice as much. It's you weird. know what I'm saying? I was just thinking about the artist, too, the silent film. It seems like every time they make a film about themselves, it gets elevated. <laughs> well, uh, you know, in terms of – so to say, like, this is groundbreaking. Now, look, for me – you take uh, you take a look at one of the movies that was nominated. Everybody loves it, but me. Everybody loves Hell or High Water, but me. My deal was No Country for Old Men was vastly superior, vastly superior. First off, the the Tommy Lee Jones character in No Country for Old Men was so much more interesting than the Jeff Bridges guy. The the whole the whole Hell or High Water, it's, just, it, it's like somebody took 22 plots that you've seen in 100 movies and just pulled them out of a basket. You know, they're going to foreclose on the farm. The banks are coming in. Now we're going to rob the banks and get the money to pay the mortgage on the whatever. Then you got the salty old sheriff who's hot on their trail. And the, the, the one brother, one brother, he's more calculated. The other one, loose cannon. Okay. Totally fucked out. Thousand percent fucked out. Not an interesting movie at all. And if you want an interesting movie, go watch No Country for Old Men. Just the Javier Bardem thing alone is just a million, million times better than that movie. Now, I don't know if No Country for Old Men won an Oscar, but it's a thousand times better. It's not twice as good. It's it's eh, 750 times as good as that. Why does everyone like that movie? I have no fucking idea. 
I have no idea. It was one cliche well, after the it, next. A lot of uh, Oscar sort of uh, voting is done by advertising and pushing and cajoling. And, well, uh, I mean, something like Moonlight is just more of a feel-good look. You know, the, the time is right. It's a black guy. He's gay, struggling with his life and sexuality. That just has all the markers of one that you that you root for. Yeah. And so I get that. And look, it's got to be a good product. It is a good product. Yeah. It's not a superior product. It's, it's fine. Um, and like I said, by the time it didn't go too many places, found it interesting. Just found it to be pretty slow. And for me, again, even something that wasn't even received that well, like Hateful Eight, liked it, loved it. Loved crazy great performances, lots of turns and twists, just don't get it. What's the woman's name in that? Uh, J- help me. J- 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 Jason. J- Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee. Yeah, she's yes. so good. Oh, my God. She was great in that. She's great in that. Yeah. The sheriff, the guy supposed to be the sheriff, is great. Uh, Kurt Russell? No, no. He's the bounty man. Oh, right. Kurt's great. The sheriff guy's great. The sort of racist sheriff guy. Oh, it's, uh, what's his name? The, yeah. Yeah, the old guy, yeah. Walton no, not, Goggins? No. No. Yeah, Goggins, yeah. Come on, Drew. Yeah. The other guy is the war veteran. Oh, yeah, the war veteran's got it. Yeah. yeah. Everything's good. Ever, I love it all. It was all We great. watched the Cinerama thing with the intermission and everything, and the intro, the overture, and the whole deal. It's crazy. All right. So in my world, that movie doesn't get nominated, and Moonlight does. It's like, all right, I don't know what the – where are we anymore? By the way, this is why people love sports. Yeah. Because when LeBron James <gasps> does what LeBron James does, you don't get to go, oh, come on. I could beat that guy. Or – you don't really get to go, oh, that other guy from the other league so much better than I. You don't. It's just that. Yeah. That's that's why people like sports. That's why they appreciate it. Still don't get uh, Hell or High Water. I don't think I ever saw it. I'm sure I never seen it. Everyone loves it. Actually. That's all, all I can say. Mm-hmm. There's not an interesting note in the entire movie to me. Not a note. Not something I have not seen before in other movies. What's up? Curious, not to interested. No, mm-hmm. I respect that opinion for sure. I Rotten Tomatoes has it at ninety-seven. Hell or High Water. Yeah, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. I've Why? heard Adam out. Why? I I just flat out disagree with Adam. You, you I, like I cliches? That, I thought it was an interesting way that the story built. I I remember in the theaters when I saw it, looking over about forty minutes in and going, "We don't know any of the main characters' names." Hmm. which I thought was interesting. And the way that they revealed it, while I can see Adam's point for sure, I just, I thought it was kind of clever. I Brian don't think it was the most it innovative thing in the entire world, but I really enjoyed it. Well, it wasn't innovative. It was uninnovative in that oh, it was I'm an agreeing. old story of like, we need to rob a bank to get the money for the mortgage for the farm, yeah. which is completely fucked out. <laughs> and the two brothers, one being the hot shot, loose cannon, shot everyone and punched everyone, the other being more calculated. I mean, look, I get it. They're tropes. You yeah. need them to make a movie. Yeah. Find anything interesting about it, uh, certainly compared to No Country for Own Men, which was nothing but interesting to me. But... Maybe it got built up a little too much. Everyone loved it. I, I suggest you watch it. I don't, I don't know what there is to like about it, but you can, uh, you can watch it. And it was a little bit of a jacking off into the ceiling fan, too. Like the brothers like sitting there drinking the long net on the porch, you know, talking about mom and dad or whatever. Oh, look, I'll watch it again. It's not – didn't find any – I wasn't rooting really for anybody per se. Just didn't find it interesting. Okay. 
All right. All right. And you didn't like La La Land? I liked it. I just don't understand all the excessive enthusiasm around it. Because that's what we have to do. We yeah. have to pick something. We have to go nuts. Yeah. We've and done look, it. And, and again, it's not, it doesn't mean it's better than anything you've seen before. It just no. means this year, this is what we have. I, I would say I liked Hateful Eight better. Significantly better. I do, too. Yeah. I did, too. I, I, I feel that uh, I think Tarantino suffers a little bit mm. because of his subject matter and many things that he does that are like sort of highly stylized but not really embraced. You should get James Gunn in here to talk about directing and film stories and stuff. Yeah. Remember, sure. James? Wasn't he sure. That's your buddy. Let's have him on. Set it up. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a I got a little glimpse of the new Guardians of the Galaxy. It's it's I think you're gonna like because it it's very much Tarantino esque in a lot of its themes and things. Very interesting. All right, you want to jump on the phone, yeah, sir? Let's do it. Let's top to the top. Talk to uh, now. I have to watch. Uh, oh wait, what do I have to watch? <laughs> I don't know. We have to watch La La Land. No, I have to watch. I have to watch La La Land, and I have to watch. Um, not uh, no country for old men. Hell or high water. I have to Hell go watch Hell or High Water again because everyone loves it, and I can't talk them out of it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ben. Twenty nine, Oklahoma. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm looking for some advice on how to deal with my uh, mother in law, who happens to be obese. Um, we've get, we've asked uh, my wife and I. We've uh, offered uh, help in the past, um, you know, A, uh, with diet and exercise, it, you know, it gets better, uh, hasn't gotten better, starting to get sad. Uh, she does say her defense is that she has Hashimoto's disease. Nothing. Um, nonsense. What is that? That's the thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do to control it? Take thyroid hormone. All right. Well, maybe she doesn't, doesn't take thyroid hormone. Oh, impossible. She takes her thyroid hormone, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It sounds, when she tells me, it sounds like an excuse. Yeah, um, it's an excuse. But th- there are dietary effects and weight effects uh, on thyroid metabolism. There's actually a physician out there. I'm blanking on her name. Gary, help me out here. I think the Dr. Drew podcast or the uh, Weekly Infusion just had her up. Amy, I'll get you'll get her name for me, Evans or something. Who has a whole book about this? You can get her this book. It's very, uh, it's it's all about functional medicine and about how you're Myers. Dying. Maybe my Amy Myers. That's correct, Doctor Amy Myers. What's the book called? Uh, let me yeah click in here. It's about uh, it's the a thyroid, thyroid connection. Yeah, the thyroid connection. If you want to read that, I mean, that might inspire her a little bit. But in another way, that may just be feeding in her defenses. How much does she weigh? Uh, I'm not a good judge on weight, but I believe at least over 300. And how old is she? Uh, late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, and how long has she been at that weight? Uh, ten, fifteen years. Yeah, it's, it's very, progressively getting worse. It's very difficult if she doesn't. I mean, she would need. You know, that's why they have gastric bypass for situations like this. And that'd be unfortunate if she had to go through all that. She would need like a dietitian and a coach, and she would need a you know a team of people to be on top of her to get her to really change directions here. And she'd have to want to do it. It's like being a drug addict. If she doesn't want mm-hmm. to do it. You can talk all you want. It's not going to change things. Is dad around? Yeah, divorced. Um, she has a boyfriend, mm. I think, enables her. Black guy? Uh, Hispanic. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Is, it works uh, now. I was confused. Is she on any medication other than mm-hmm. the thyroid? 
Not that I'm aware of. Because that's the other thing. Sometimes medication will put the weight on certain medicines. Mm. But it, it, she doesn't want to do this. This is the problem. Getting, getting somebody to change something like this is exceedingly difficult. Uh, they're not you, very you, other, interested. In. Are there other siblings other than your wife? Yes. One. Brother. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, geez, it's got to be tough to do alone. Uh, any chance on uh, recru- recruiting her boyfriend? Uh, we've tried. No. Okay. Well, then that's that. I mean, there's only so much a, you can do. I mean, you can talk to a doctor. You can, you know, you can try to fund a team that would help her. You could send her places to get help. You can give her the book, a thyroid connection. But you know, she's not even going to read the book. She's not motivated to do this. And if she's depressed, maybe you can get that treated. But, boy, I mean, this is a major undertaking, and she would have to very much want to do it. And then there are surgical treatments as well that you could look into. But but that's for you, not for her. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've offered uh, through, you know, tough love or, you know, kind of being encouraging. And then we said, well, we, you know, I have a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. And it's getting to the point where I'm not, you know, we're not comfortable. This, there's an emergency, and if she won't be able to uh, take care of the kids. Because she can't move around. Right. She yeah. can't get off the couch. That's, that's the consequence of the choices she's made. Well, look, uh, Ben, you know, the good news is once you've offered everything you can offer to someone and they've declined, yeah. you're now free to move on with your life. You, you just can't force somebody to want to change. You can't do it. If she were a heroin addict, you can't. That's why heroin addicts die. You can't force them to change. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, and it's also it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a global thing because it's like their body is a sort of manifestation of what's going on in their head, which is so chaotic and so unable mm-hmm. to discipline and organize and, you know, do whatever that it just comes out that way and again how do you give people get it as dr crew mm-hmm. always says thank uh, you you don't you just don't i mean you can try to be consistent and things like that but ultimately she's going to do what she's going to do and then you uh and all of you need to really realize uh it's going to be a long and unhappy life if mm-hmm. you want to just sort of bang your head against the wall every time somebody is not understanding what it is you're trying to do for them or embracing it or taking it and running with it. That's just the, it's the nature of human beings. Uh, not sure why that's the nature of many human beings, but uh, it sure makes it easy to be successful. How's that? You simply be one of those human beings that takes it's things that and way, runs yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the, and, then, and then you become in some sort of elite fraternity, <laughs> even though you're of average intelligence. You're just not arguing with people constantly. Renee, 45, Portland. Hey there. Hey there. How are you guys tonight? Good. Good. So what's up? Um, I am calling because I have a 17-year-old teenager who we just discovered um, has been experimenting with marijuana. And this is a first-time offense, and we're trying to figure out how... We should punish this offense <laughs> I, I, without being too hard on it. I would not punish it. Uh, I would look on it as a uh, mental health issue. And if you're, if he is using enough that you're aware of it, believe me, this is not the first time. Believe me. Well, I was curious at how you know this is the first time. Well, I, he admitted to 
using it three separate times. Uh, um, well. I, I, I caught him because I found something in his room. Yeah. And when his father confronted on, on it, he's like, yeah, I have. Actually, this is, these are the times I've done it. No. And Not, so, nonsense. No, way more. No. Guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. Okay. Uh, and I would get him. This is not a. This is not something that's a p- parenting or a punishing problem. It's a behavior. This is a psychiatric thing that needs to be addressed, and he needs to see somebody who can help him deal with this. Because uh, the the effects, you know, are just this. I was listening to a lecture today again. The effects on the developing brain are so profound, and with all this data pouring in now, now that so many young people are using it so regularly, it's just very frightening. And uh, I, I've always Which tell parents if the, if, the, if the kids are getting sloppy enough, of course they're all doing it, like something like 60% are smoking pot. But if, you're, if they're getting so sloppy that you're aware, that's the time yeah. to get help. Get help. Well, and he's ADD. Um, ADD and kids are, ADD are higher risk to be using it chronically too. That's, that's what I've always feared um, growing up. You know, he's been on and off meds over the years, and as a senior in high school now, he's like, I'm done with the meds. Yeah. I'm going to college. i got to do this on my own, and I'm, I was always afraid of self-medication, you yeah. know, of him yeah. seeking out marijuana to deal with it because he's not on his meds. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. whoever was prescribing, the, I hope it was a psychiatrist, not just a pediatrician, right? Uh, no, yeah. It started, at, it started with a psychiatrist, um, and then the pediatrician kind of managed it over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, just because of his age, and it never really changed. So it might be time um, to go back to that psychiatrist. I, I, by the way, am in favor of stopping stimulants around the age of 18, so I, I don't really yeah. object to that, yeah. that he's wanting to do that. That's sort of good news. Yeah, but, but, he and, feels and, better. Yeah, and, and nor am I saying, oh, my God, you have a disaster on your hand. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying... You want to, you know, something's going on. You want to nip this thing in the bud. Don't punish him. This is not about that. This is something right. is up psychiatrically or psychologically, and put it in the take it out of the parenting realm and put it in the mental health realm, and I think it will go better. Thanks, okay. Renee. Okay. You'll be okay. fine. You're a good mom. You got a good dad. You yeah. guys are good. Yeah. I, you know, you guys are good. That's He's what they tell good. Me, but... Everything's good. I, I get it. And look, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, we have this weird. Maybe it's a California thing, but I oftentimes sit around and think, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you often think that. I often well, as think far that. As well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like pot is a drug. You don't want your kids doing drugs because you don't want them being altered. No, you don't want to no. know. The whole – what you're working on, the entire parenting project and the entire scholastic project, both projects are developing this thing. I'm pointing at my skull. Pointing at and skull. you don't want things to damage this thing. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. your total project is trying to make this thing healthy. And there are things that make it unhealthy. Well, Alcohol no, I'm, makes it I'm, unhealthy. Pot makes it unhealthy. I'm, Cigarettes I, make I, it unhealthy. I, I agree. It's all an alteration yeah. is what I'm saying. Like yeah. copier toner and huffing whatever. Yeah, marker, sniffing markers, whatever. Bad, bad, yes. for your, bad for that instrument, so that, that thing. We, we never – we don't quite deal with pot. We've been We've been turning pot into a fucking folk hero mm-hmm. for the last – you know, 50 years. It's like Bob Dylan should write a fucking song about pot <laughs> so we can turn it into a folk hero, you know? And it's not a folk hero. It's the same as everything else. It's just, yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah, it's just, it's just another, another substance. Another substance. Yeah, right. And it's another substance that you hope that your kid doesn't get involved with, just like you don't want them to get involved with cigarettes and alcohol. 
We've done so much more work on cigarettes than we've done on pot. Oh, yeah. So we've been demonizing cigarettes. Yes. And we've been turning pot into a folk hero. It's almost confusing, honestly, in this day and age to tell a a young man or woman, hey, don't smoke pot. It's bad for you. That's a confused message. I've got a completely different message Mm -hmm. from society. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I get it. And we, and especially in California... We're just insane. Like, I just realized we're insane. Like, I was yeah. watching. Yeah, we are. I was watching the news, and, um, like, Garcetti <laughs> was at the airport, and he was going to welcome the teacher from Iran who was detained for two days and stuff like that. And I said, hey, Dick, when do you start working on traffic? Traffic? How about that fucking potholes? I can't. It's like an obstacle I, course every day. Traffic? How about Forget traffic. I've, I've gotten off the freeways. Traffic. I don't use the traffic fuck in the freeways anymore. No, what I'm saying is is. You have the mayor of a city that has the most traffic on the planet, uh. and all he wants to talk about is being a sanctuary city uh. and getting in, you know, Eric Holder and putting a slush fund aside for uh, for for attorneys to help these people. Uh. It's like, are you ever going to say anything about traffic? Uh. Like, do you want to just pick things that the citizens could use, or do you just want to go way off in the weeds and fucking do nothing but grandstand? The one thing that affects. Every human being, including the illegal aliens or guest workers or whatever we're calling them now in this city, is traffic. It's, it makes people depressed. It's unhealthy. It adds to the greenhouse gases. And it's not productive. If he has another fucking conversation about sanctuary cities versus the zero time he's brought up traffic, I'm going to fucking jump off a cliff. Can what are we doing? I drove from Orange County Monday morning. It took me three hours to get to West Los Angeles. Three That's hours, exactly. And, and my point. The freeways were complete standstill. That was just I, I wanted surface streets from Long Beach in, and every street. I, I thought, oh my god! I thought in like a late nineteenth century, these streets were in better shape. Yeah, it was like a, like horses should be running on those streets, not cars. They're just gravel. It's insane, and all he wants to do is talk about what we're going to do, <laughs> how we're going to put a foot down in the sanctuary city. <laughs> hey, Lisa? Yes? 46, Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes? What's going on? Well, this is like a really serious question. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a mo- I'm a mother, and I was a single mom for many years with four kids. Well, well, slow down. Wait, 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 slow down. You have four kids? I had five kids. Oh. When he married me, I had four, and then we had one together. And so you have and five again? Yes. And, wait, wait, what, and what happened? Wait, and what I think happened she worded that weird. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think she lost a kid. What, what happened to that one? I, I did. A year into our marriage. Yeah, but still. Um, um, we had a we had my my prior kids and then we had a son together and then when he was a year old my oldest daughter <clears throat> passed away in a car accident oh at 17 god i'm so sorry so newlywed you guys need new- garcetti as a mayor because no one can go <laughs> faster than 11 miles an hour here <laughs> there's true. no fatalities yeah, unless they true. fall out of the car <laughs> they get bored and sometimes fall out of the car fall asleep and fall yeah out. They land in a pothole. <laughs> they can't get out. Actually, a pothole might yeah. throw you out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. So we have the loss. You know, people grow separately because that was my child, and even though he was part of her life, 
we grieve differently. Through our grief process, we adopted three severely handicapped kids from foster care. That what do you mean through? Whoa! What do you mean through your grief process? Um, because my daughter really was loved handicapped kids, and we were going to do foster care before she passed away. So I wanted to carry on her legacy. All right, quiet. Drew. Why three? Um, it just ended up because when you go into the foster care system to be a foster parent, nobody wants a child that is severely disabled. I mean, my kids require 24-7 nursing care. Why three? Well, the first one called, and we took them in, and when they have no placements, they're like, oh, my God, this family will take disabled kids. So we got a second one, and we got a third one. So here we are four years out. So you have eight, eight kids, three severely disabled. Yes, they're oh. trach, they're blind, quadriplegic, oh. G-tube fed, over 30 medications a day. We have a night nurse that comes in and helps us. There's so many doctor's appointments. There's so many hospital stays where their life's on the line because of their, you know, their medical reasons. So here we are 15 years in our marriage, and our whole life has now become being caregivers. That's what it is now. So how are we going to survive this marriage? Well, look, uh, Lisa, first off, thank you. Yes, you, you're, you deserve a saint a saint to, to be sainted. Sainthood? Sainthood. A sainthood to be sainted. Yes. She deserves um, that. But, 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 uh, but she may you've, not. You've put yourself into yeah. this position, unfortunately, and now here you are. Right. Um, in yeah. terms of your time and your relationship and how taxing it's going to be. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, it's not a whole lot we're going to be able to do about that. I, I'm actually more worried about the kids that are healthy being sacrificed to all this. Well, there's that too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know other than you guys are going to have to treat your relationship like somebody who has a very – who, who has an issue. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, it's yeah. like what, what I'm saying is like, Look, Natalia yeah. has a little friend. Quiet. Uh, Natalia has a little friend. That little friend is severely allergic to a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has to travel with her EpiPen and she has to make sure this and make sure that. And when yeah. she sleeps over, sometimes her mom will go, I got to bring the EpiPen over yeah. and I bring yeah. it over. To-. It's a hassle. Yeah. But that's that's her reality. You guys, I believe, are going to have to be as disciplined about your relationship as you are with the care of these kids, which is quite true. You are going to have to have a thing on a Sunday afternoon, every Sunday at noon, where you guys just go off for two hours Go out to dinner or lunch or whatever it is. Walk on a beach, whatever. Somebody comes in, takes care of the kids. You're going to have to start having a regimented relationship. Otherwise, you'll get consumed with, over, overwrought, snowballed by this, this thing. And unless you start making some insane rules that you follow dutifully... Mm-hmm. For your own relationship, just like you do with the feedings and the cleanings and the doctor's appointments for the kids, yeah. then you guys are going to become a casualty. One hundred percent. However, 
What 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 are the conditions these three kids have? Well, the first one, he uh, was born with herpes encephalitis of the brain. Okay, the so second one, the second one has a non-accidental traumatic brain injury. The third one um, has Kleefstra syndrome, which is like Down syndrome. Severe. Severe. So, look, there are limits to what you can do. They're actual. It's not infinite, your capacity to absorb stuff like this and still have a marriage and raise your kids healthy, your healthy kids. There are limits. And and you may have exceeded those limits. These are kids that don't see, don't hear, don't know you. Why can't you say enough? We've done it. We've done as much as we can. Our family's starting to suffer too much. We need to get some help in here or, or get, you know, to cut one or two of them has to go to another family just to give us a break or at least go for a while or something where the actual amount of work is diminished because this is this is in this is too much it's too much it's, well, uh, it's, it's, it's unrealistic they, they, get, they give us the state gives us 48 hours respite a month so a month it's not enough come, it's not enough yeah it's not even close so to we enough we can't even get we can't get anybody to come in here because yeah you need um, to then admit, then it, then they, they need you need a new foster family to help with these other, two of the three at least because this is why not five kids why not twelve Easy, I, I, I mean this is this is not okay you are going to suffer your family is going to suffer your marriage is going to suffer and it's for kids that aren't aren't they they don't have no brain function so they are yes there may be they, they may have some pleasantness in life but they can't I, they don't know you and I'm, and you create a great environment and that's all wonderful and you should be sainted for that I'm, I'm not trying to diminish that I'm trying to save your kids and your marriage and it's okay to say uncle and to allow another foster family to kick in for a while Jesus Christ am I wrong here I, I, me and my wife are going to get divorced over a, a lab <laughs> Labrador I was like one more if I saw one more slipper chewed and one more door left open I was going to take off with my I mean, mistress can, full it, time am I wrong in what that's insane yeah it's, it's impossible. too much it's too, too much, much. Too you, much. You, and it, but it was all a response to grieving over your daughter and and you, you've, you've done it you've served amazing yes. amazingly and, and keep you know I'm not I'm not saying be dis, dispose of these kids I'm not saying that I'm saying this this the healthy kids are being sacrificed. Your marriage is being sacrificed to an unmanageable situation. I agree. Speaking of saying, Uncle, how about you say hello to rich uncles? A lot of uncertainty in the country right now. Your retirement, your savings, sitting around in the stock market, fine. How about we diversify? That's right. Do what I did. Look into richuncles.com. They're REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. They own commercial property, collect rent from credit-worthy tenants, and pay you monthly cash dividend. Currently sitting about 7%, which is uh, quite healthy. Recently featured in a Wall Street Journal article. You guys should read this. Because Wall Street Journal, they're the guys who know money. And uh, they don't work for rich uncles. They don't know rich uncles. They decided to write an article about rich uncles. And uh, it was very well received. So, what you do... You can read the article, get the info you want, make an informed decision, go to richuncles.com, read that article from the Wall Street Journal, and then decide if this is right for you. Like any investment, it's not guaranteed, there's risk, but rich uncles been around for a while, been paying people pretty good premium. They're a REIT, a reggae tier two offering. That's richuncles.com, or you can give them a call, 
855-RICH-UNCLES. That's 855-RICH-UNCLES. And let them know you heard it on the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast. Rich Uncle's Read is seeking indications of interest concerning its Reg A Tier 2 securities offering. Any indication of interest involves no obligation or commitment of any kind. No money or other consideration is being solicited, and if sent in response, will not be accepted. No sales will be made or commitments to purchase accepted until the offering statement is qualified. This media outlet is being paid under $2,000 by Rich Uncle's for this single message. All right. You can go to adamcroll.com if you want to know uh, where we're going to be. And uh, anything about the movies, you go to uh, Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. Check it out on iTunes. See the 24-Hour War. Everyone loves that bad boy. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. How how bad can it be? And uh, you can check out uh, The Bug. That's uh, another interesting doc that's on there, all about uh, the VW Bug. Hmm. Check that out. Corolla Drinks. Say hi to Lynette. All that kind of stuff. Got a deal at Corolla Drinks. Still going good, by the way. Uh, you get 10 bucks off your bottle of Brose. So uh, use the uh, code VDAY for a little Valentine. Oh, close enough. Hmm. All right, Drewski. Go to Dutcher.com. Please click through on the Amazon banner. Check out the products we have there. We select them carefully and do check out the family podcast. So until next time, Adam Crawford, Dr. Drew saying, holla. Holla.